Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert here on today's episode of Draft Dudes. Joe Marino is at Buffalo Bills training camp today with our very own Brooke Cromer, TDN representing well at Buffalo Bills training camp. So that means the show must go on and we're going to do it without him, Chris. So Happy Wednesday to you. Happy, uh, I, I guess, get caught up with the news because there's been a lot now that we're in training camp and you've got some hold-ins and you've got season-ending injuries already and you've got trade requests. Like, we got all kinds of stuff to get into and we said, hey, you know what? We want to do the the second part of the TDN 100 watch list show with Joe, so he'll be available tomorrow to do that. Uh, so today is a great day for us to just kind of Get caught up on the news and what's happening throughout the NFL right now. Yeah, so we were going to do the the tiers one and two of the uh, TD one hundred watch list. That would that would require a lot of work, a lot of prep that would go into that. And when, when I woke up today and I saw that it was National Lazy Day, I said, Kyle, we we can't. We, we got to go to something else that's more in line with this. So we're just going to react to all the news that has happened that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about on the show. So happy National Lazy Day to you. Happy National S'mores Day to you. And you talk about all of this news. All this football news is going to impact your ability to bet on winners bet this season the during the NFL yeah. season. And if you're going to bet on the NFL season and bet on NFL winners, you got to do so with our friends over at Bet Online, who are the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even. And even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Little disappointed you didn't acknowledge National Shapewear Day today as well. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, what's. What shapewear? That's like the Spanx and spandex ah, stuff okay. that like got it. If if I'm understanding correctly. So that would be my assumption for shapewear. Yeah, I, I didn't go with that one. I didn't go with National Connecticut Day. I, I didn't go yeah. with that one either. No. Nah, I just hard I, pass on the rest yeah, I skipped, of them. I skipped that one. I, yeah. Yeah. Moved on. Oh, where so do you want to start? Get, what piece of news? Well, I mean, you got the the is it Aqua or is it jet screen with the LEDs in your background? Like it's, uh, we've it's, been joking, it's a mood ring. It and is. You insist um, it's just a remote control light with LED I'll actually, colors. I'll so. actually show the remote control to everybody, so I control all the lights you for, the, for the. You know what? I might have the exact same one for the, somewhere for right the show. Here. Yeah. Uh, so it's jet screen for the moment. But if we wanted to talk about the bears. I think I can make it like Bears Orange back Yeah, there. we got to do this. This is the new shtick now. Okay, all right. Any, so the- anything that we're talking about, like it's just the color-coded for topical for whatever we talk about. For sure, about. I, I think could do that. Roquan Smith is a great place to start. 
right? Because Roquan Smith, uh, once upon a time, a top 10 draft selection. He's been a productive football player for the Bears, uh, put out this pretty lengthy, what, I-note message kind of declaring his wish to be traded from Chicago and doesn't feel as though the uh, the Bears are, are providing a good earnest effort to get him a long-term contract that gives him what he's worth. And he says he hasn't talked to the Caskies yet, but he thinks it's past the point of no return. Formally requests a trade. Lots of different directions we could go with this. Uh, but if I told you, Chris, Roquan Smith is formally requesting a trade from the Bears, the first thing that's on your mind is what? Boy, what a what a bad offseason from an optics perspective it's been for Ryan Poles in his first year as the GM of the Chicago Bears, right? That's immediately where my mind went. A draft that, for a lot of Bears fans, left a lot to be desired in terms of building around your young quarterback. Again, not a quarterback he drafted, but building around that young quarterback. Add in the fact that from the offseason in a free agency perspective, they didn't add a bunch to this team. And now you have, they traded Khalil Mack. They're probably going to trade Robert Quinn, and they can't seem to get a deal done with Roquan Smith. It's just not a great first impression for Bears fans from their new GM and ultimately the new organization that they've set up with their GM and their coach. It doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Now, it's just one offseason, and I don't think you fire the guy or you put him on the hot seat for something like this. But I think it shows one of two things. It either shows that, boy, this was a mess, and Ryan Poles has got to clean it up, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a little bit in the process, or two – this isn't going to work, and this is just the start of it not working there in Chicago. Because, I, I, Kyle, we talked about this. They are not setting up Justin Fields for success. Now, does Ryan Poles care about that because Ryan Poles didn't pick Justin Fields? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Only Ryan Poles can answer that question. Uh, are they interested in, in getting another quarterback next year and just moving on? Again, there's only one person that can answer that question of, of where their mentality is. But I don't know how you don't look at the totality of the offseason that the Bears have and say that this is not a good start for – a franchise quarterback. And we're going to talk about the Jets later on, but the big thing I have is everybody railed against the Jets taking a quarterback and said, you're not ready, you're not ready, you're not ready. We should be having the same conversations about the Chicago well, Bears because they are they are not ready to try to build around a quarterback. The, the Chicago Bears drafted Justin Fields in the last gas de desperate effort to save their jobs, right? It's like it was Ryan, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, and it's like, you guys are both really on the hot seat here. We're like, we kind of know what what's going on. So, oh yeah, we'll we'll take a quarterback and try and extend the runway. Well, that didn't happen, and Nagy imploded with the opportunity to work with another quarterback. So he's zero for two as far as you know, getting guys, young guys on the same page. But you know, we somebody wrote this story this morning. I saw the headline. I didn't read it for on thedraftnetwork.com, and it was, "Is it too early to be critical of the job that that Ryan Poles is doing?" And I don't think the answer is no. I don't think it's too early to be critical of Ryan Poles. Now, you understand, as a general manager, you're going to have three to four years to have that vision realized. But you could strategically look at the, uh, the early steps in the process and say, hey, yeah, I probably wouldn't do it this way. Right? So... I think it's important to to remain patient with the big picture view of polls as a GM, but I do think it's extremely appropriate to look at this because as much as anything else, this isn't Roquan Smith doesn't want to play for a bad team. This is Roquan Smith is offended by the contract offers that the Bears are putting forth in his lap. And some of the details that I've seen come out on this is the contract is, quote, extremely backloaded. 
and would not make him one of the highest paid in actual salary. It contains de-escalators that not a single other player out of the 94 other non-quarterback contracts that are in excess of $15 million plus per season actually has. And it would devalue the entirety of the linebacker market relative to um, all of the spending increases that we are seeing at every position. So, it, it sounds like you threw a contract out there and it's a slap in the face is, is really what it sounds like. And that's where Roquan Smith is coming from saying the front office, this new front office does not value me as a football player. So two things to that, right? One, Roquan, Roquan Smith's tenure in Chicago hasn't been great from a relationship with management perspective. Remember, he held out his rookie season yes. into yes. training camp before he signed. Like, again, old GM, old regime, but, like, you're not setting a good relationship from the get-go. And now the new GM comes in, new ownership, and it's off to the same start that it was for Roquan the last time. So you could understand the frustration from him, his perspective of, man, I thought this was going to be a breath, breath of fresh air, and we can't even get off on the on the right start. Now, my second thing is a question for you. I have the linebacker contracts up on overthecap.com. I want you to tell me where you think Roquan Smith fits in, and then maybe we have a conversation of the of positional value because you drafted a linebacker this high, and now you put yourself in the situation where well, if you're going to draft a linebacker this high, you kind of have to pay him, and if you're going to pay him, right. it's going to cost you a little bit more than you anticipate. So we can okay. have that conversation. Yeah, let me interject real quick because sure. you what um, what resource do you have up? I use OverTheCap.com. I am team okay. OverTheCap.com over Team Spotrack. That's, that that's fine. And they, they both have redeeming qualities, right? They, yeah. they both have redeeming qualities. But my question I, is, I, do they also put your edge linebackers and your rush linebackers in the same linebacker category as your off-ball linebackers? Because and, like Spotrack has TJ Watt and Khalil Mack as linebacker contracts. No. We, we, we do not have the TJ Watch, the Chandler Joneses of the world. They are oh, not bless. in this group. They are not a, a part of this conversation. So, so it starts uh, with Darius, or excuse me, Shaquille Leonard at just under 20, correct? Uh, yeah, he has a 19.7 per year, 52.5 million in guarantees, 98.5 in total money. Total value Fred of the Warner. contract. Then Fred Warner at 95.2, a little over 19, 40.5 in guarantees. CJ Mosley is third. I, I do not have this pulled up. I've been my hands are in my pockets this whole time. I'm just yes. Yeah, so so three my for three. C, CJ Mosley, seventeen million dollars, eighty five total, fifty one million guaranteed. If my memory serves me correctly, sure. number four was a contract that was signed this offseason by an AFC South team. Is that correct? That would be one thousand percent correct. Yes. Foisade Olakun at fifteen million per on the dot. 15 million per 28 million guaranteed 45 in total value. Yes. Okay. So I don't, I don't think you have to go any lower than that because it sounds like the bears offer was already over 15. It's just how they structured the money and the de-escalators that made it an insulting offer. Yeah. You have Dion Jones as the next player up. He's got 14.25, 57 yeah. in total money, 34 in guarantees. So yeah. again, that's, that's what we're talking about here. And I, I don't know, like if I'm Roquan Smith, like it, it's not a fair comparison, but like he's worth more than CJ Mosley. Like he just is. Like CJ Mosley right. has not been a productive player the last. How crazy years was that Mosley contract was signed like three years ago and totally broke the so, market? But it broke the market, and then think of the three years afterwards. He got hurt the first year. He sat out the Opted COVID out. year, and then has played this year. It's the last year of the deal. So right. that's how crazy that contract is. But yeah, if we're gonna compare, like he probably should be in that range. Yes, uh, and here's the thing, I. 
Roquan Smith is a good football player, and he's a very impactful passing down linebacker, and I think that's an important note to make. But, like, I don't necessarily think that, depending on what you need in the linebacker room, like, if you're a team that runs a lot of big nickel with a third safety on the field, I don't know that Roquan Smith really moves the needle for you all that much because I think his best skills come on the passing downs, which you're already going to have an extra safety on the field when you you do your big nickel in your your sub-package groups anyway. And he's not necessarily somebody that I think has been super consistent defending the run throughout the course of his career, which makes sense because he's an athletic linebacker. He's right around – like, he, he's not one of these – sledgehammer thumpers that plays between the tackles. So I I think there's also the acknowledgement of like, yes, he's a three down linebacker, but you're compromising the run stopping and early down ability for how impactful he can be on passing downs. Now, how many teams out there would still use him as an upgrade? There's a bunch. Mm-hmm. But I think that really, the fact that he's not as necessarily a complete player as I would consider Fred Warner and and Shaquille Leonard to be. I think both of those guys are much more complete all phase of the position players than he is. And that's kind of where my apprehension comes in for where we're talking about 17 and a half, 18, potentially more for Roquan Smith. That That's for me like I'd probably be offering him if I had the cap at my disposal and I needed that kind of player marginally above the Mosley deal. But I I don't think he's anywhere near the level of good that Shaquille Leonard and, and Fred Warner are as NFL linebackers. No, he would be in that second tier, right? If you if you would consider Shaquille Leonard the top tier, right, of linebackers and him and Fred Warner in that tier, I, I think you put Roquan Smith right at the top of that second tier right below them, sure. right? And, and sure. that probably feels right in line with a little bit in between, you know, C.J. Mosley money, but we'll see. Uh, Kyle, do you know what is complete, though? Do you know what is complete? You don't have to worry about any, uh, you know. The, the complete experience in its entirety? Complete experience in its entirety, the Sonos. How about right? the Sonos Ray? The sound bar, right. You can experience TV, music, podcasting games like never before with the Sonos Ray. This new compact and easy-to-use sound bar puts you at the center of all your entertainment with clear, crisp dialogue and perfectly balanced space. Just plug in the power cable, connect to your TV, and get set up in the Sonos app within minutes. Before you know it, you have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of content from all of your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to shop Ray now. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Folks, it is very important that you take care of your mind. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Well, guess what? That's exactly how our brains work, so why don't we treat them that same way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it is important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language, I'm working on this as we speak, or taking power naps. I'm also an expert in this field as well. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Got a deal for you. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash draft dudes. Kyle, should I keep the um, orange color up for the Browns, or would we switch to the jet well, green, and then we'll go back to the Browns? I have I have one final thought on Roquan, and then let's switch to jet green. Oh, Oh, please. Okay, please. Okay. You do that and I'll get everything queued up. And, and this this came courtesy of uh, Doug Whaley on the fan morning show 
uh, with Colin Dunlap, Chris Mack, and Doran Dickerson uh, this morning. And I think this is a really interesting point uh, because if you're going to trade for Roquan Smith, I'll, I'll get to the the commentary that Doug Whaley had, uh, former NFL GM, in just a second. If you're going to trade for Roquan Smith, what's the expectation is going to be the first thing that's taken care of, Chris? Uh, say uh, sorry. Please ask the question again, just so I. If make you're going to trade for Roquan Smith, right? You're going to want to have what a contract be the worked first, out, right? Roquan doesn't have an agent. Oh, Roquan represents things. himself. That's going to complicate things. It's just going to so, take longer. Right. So it's like any team who's going to bring him in is effectively doing the one-year rental with the franchise tag option and taking the leap of faith that you'll be able to close the gap of whatever exists, but you can't talk to anybody and figure out where he's at because he's representing himself and therefore... You can't if talk you talk to him. to him, it's tampering. Right. Oh boy, I did not know this piece of information. Yes, it's it's a fun layer to this that whole is a thing very that makes it a layer. big mess. Because now, because now, if you're polls and you do trade him, you're not going to get the return that everybody in their head envisions for a former top ten pick, and so it's gonna it's gonna hurt you even more. Oh boy, this right. is layers upon layers upon layers. Right, layers upon layers upon layers. Like everything else in the world, there's a thousand shades of gray. Wow. Okay. How, how about how about some shades of jet jets green in your sure, back? I got shades oh, of jet green beautiful. for you back there. There you go. Okay. So um, I guess we we obviously need to talk about Mackay Becton. Uh, mm-hmm. Suffered an avulsion fracture of his right kneecap. I believe the, was the yes. formal injury. The right kneecap, which is the already surgically repaired knee from from a year ago. That's the knee that he hurt last year that forced him to miss uh, all of 2021. So an injury to the same knee here in 2022. And let, let me ask you this. I, I don't know how up to speed you are on your sports science information. Are you aware of what an avulsion fracture is? Uh, I believe it is a chip in your kneecap. Like there is a piece missing from your kneecap. And so your kneecap, it, it can happen with any bone that has tendons and connective tissue. I'm going to showcase my Penn State degree. Uh, in, please, in exercise go right ahead. And kinesiology here. Uh, avulsion fractures is a fracture that happens in the bone uh, where the tension from your connective tissue actually takes that fracture in the bone and pulls a piece and chunk of the bone off with the connective tissue Sounds that then enjoyable. has to, to heal and be reconnected yeah. to the, the rest of the bone. Uh, but it's it's that tension from your connective tissue, whether it's a tendon or a ligament, that pulls, 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 cracks the bone and snaps. Wow. That sounds so really it, enjoyable, yeah. It And what's scary about something like this is these are the kinds of you're a basketball guy, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Yao Ming, right? And about, some of the, talk about Greg the Oden? orthopedic issues that these abnormally large human beings end up having, and how that can really be a barrier to uh, health and durability and consistency. And and that's not to say that's what Makai Becton is destined for, but that was the first place that my mind meant when like. The whole discussion of Mackay Becton is this larger than life, like abnormally massive, huge human being. And um, if these kinds of injuries are starting to pop up, it, it is certainly uh, at least a little bit unnerving and, and unsettling. And obviously, you, you hope Mackay is able to heal and get back to 100% sooner rather than later. But it sounds like his season is already over before it started. So. Uh, just an unfortunate situation all around, but it's certainly one of those things where like the point of emphasis had already been on weight management uh, for Mackay Becton 
from the Jets organization. And um, I, I think this is only going to pour more fuel on that fire for kind of the focus for Mekhi Becton to move forward to make sure he is available in the best version of himself that he can be. Yeah, and he, I mean, he put the knee brace on at the end of last week of training camp saying he was dealing with, you know, just something was bothering him. Not that it, he was hurt. It was just he's recovering from having a knee injury last year, and he just needed it to help him uh, from a stability perspective. And then he ultimately goes out on practice on Monday and and gets himself hurt uh, once again. And listen, the only thing you can do is feel for the young man. I mean, this is a man that wanted uh, by all accounts, and you just have to listen to him and, and look at the way he carries himself and look at the way he answers questions when the media asks him about this he wanted to prove every single doubter wrong about what they said about him at the end of 2021 about being out of shape not showing up to camp in in the, in the correct shape not being ready to play not being reliable he wanted to prove everybody wrong i mean remember they were not giving him the left tackle job the first day of training camp robert sala stood in front of a podium and said george fans our left tackle makai is our right tackle it was very clear makai if you want to be back you got to earn it and makai went out there and he worked he was grinding. He was doing everything that he was asked of by this team, by this coaching staff, and you just feel for him. I mean, listen, this was a, a major selection of the Joe Douglas era. They thought they had their left tackle for years to come. They thought they had the blind side of whoever their franchise quarterback was going to be ready forever, and it, it hasn't worked out that way as Makai enters year three, but you know, I, I just feel for him, and I think Jets fans that are, are quick to criticize him need to understand, and, and I've been critical of him too, but he's still a human. And this is his career. This has been his dream. And he hasn't really been able to, to follow that dream yet because of things that aren't really in his control. I mean, he's, he got rolled up on last year. That's not that's not because of how big right. he is. it's a hard luck issue. Yeah. Right. He's not an injury prone player. He got rolled up on and now he's coming back from that injury and he's a bigger player and he, he got him. You know, he got hurt again. That, that, that's that happens. And so where the Jets go from here, I think, is the big question. But I, the big takeaway that I had, Kyle, is the way Robert Sala um, handled the news yesterday and talking to the media and answering the questions and discussing Makai as a person. And I think you just saw one, the leadership abilities of Robert Sala and two, you understood why everybody in the room and everybody that is a part of this organization glows about the way Robert Sala leads a team because that was leadership yesterday from him. And you can understand that the culture – I've never in my life seen a coach like that coach the New York Jets. Like, it's never happened to have a coach go to that level to defend a player, to talk about a player. There's a culture that's being built here in New York. And so I, that was my big takeaway. We can talk about where they go from here. I, I don't have the answers to that. But there, I mean, I thought Dwayne Brown would be signed by now. He is not. Um, and so there's there, there are lots of questions to be asked there. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's 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 not good news for the Jets. It's not good news for where they're going. But I don't think it's also this the sky is falling. The Jets can't be successful in 2022 either. Like, I'm not willing to go that far as we sit here on August 10th. Um, are we able to put a um, little bit of Tampa Bay pewter or crimson red up for a little oh. wee woo? He wants Tampa Bay pewter. Okay, hold on here. Tampa Bay pewter. This is tough. I, I would imagine. Yeah, pewter's more tough. gray, so it could yeah. be like the red. You could go to red. You want me to go? You want me to go to? You want me to go to that? Yeah, that's perfect. What does that do? Okay, perfect. That that really moves the needle. It sets the whole vibe of the whole show, folks. If you're not watching the video version of Draft News, what are you doing? You're totally missing out. I'll tell you that. Uh, so we already had found out that um, uh, Tampa Bay suffered a pretty significant loss uh, with the injury of Ryan Jensen. But we have a developing story. Dolphins and Bucks enjoying practices. I was just going to say, they're practicing together. I see some tweets about people yes. going up against Vita Vey. I'm like, they're not on the same team. Yes. It's going to no, be a joint practice. Not. So NFL Network was there. So you got a chance to see a couple of the plays from practice and all and stuff this morning and yada, yada. But uh, the cart had to be brought out for 
Ryan Jensen's backup, Robert Hainsey. Oh, no. This morning. So for Tampa Bay, you know, we, we were talking about Dwayne Brown and the New York Jets. J.C. Treader still out there at the center position, and hopefully this is more of a minor thing. Um, but he did have to be helped to the cart as of about 10 minutes ago of this recording as we're sitting here late in the morning. Uh, so hopefully we don't know exactly what it is, but it's just something since we're talking about offensive linemen, I figured we would kind of put on everybody's radar as like potentially a, a pretty tough break for Tampa. Who's already had tough luck on the interior and losing one of the best centers in the NFL and Ryan Jensen for an extended period of time. Yeah. And then I, I they also uh, didn't Russell Gage also pull up in the one Russell Gage as well, and, so. and that one they got on, on the television shot where he was running a one on run wide receiver DBs. I think he was going against Nick Needham. And was he running came, a crossing pattern across up. the middle and just pop. And you saw him like his, his head shot up and he grabbed the back of his leg. His left looked like his left hamstring was was what was bothering him. So uh, tough, tough day for Tampa in that regard. And hopefully these are minor injuries. But again, this is we're, we're getting caught up on the news and, and Tampa with having to rework a lot of pieces on the offense already. You know, bringing in Russell Gage and they didn't give him a small amount of money. I believe he got a three year, $30 million deal. Yeah, it's exactly what he got. Um, they, he was a major focal point of what they wanted to do there in Tampa. And Jensen, they had brought back this year as well in free agency. And it was the Tom retired and Tom unretired and all the stuff that Tom was uh, apparently looking for in the next chapter of his life. And then decided, oh, you know what, we're going to play football again one more time. Now, run back, so. I'll say this, though. I'll say this. The, the Bucks, and obviously you feel for Russell Gage, right? I obviously want him on the field. He was an electric player in Atlanta without a lot of pieces around him. He was able to find out and carve out a nice role for himself, and it ended up into this big contract. But look at this wide receiver room for the Bucks. They got options. They brought in Julio Jones. They have Tyler Johnson. They have Scotty Miller. I still think they like Jalen Darden, the, the the kid that they drafted last year. He, so, he cooked Noah Benogany today. I can okay, tell you so there you go. So, I mean, th th and those are just a couple of the names. Cyril Grayson, who got some time last year playing for them. Like, they've got options that they can turn to, and they still have Mike Evans. Now, Chris Godwin's coming back from the injury, so I don't know what, you know, how quickly they're going to they're gonna want him in there. I feel I, I feel comfortable saying that I, I don't think they're, they're, you know, in trouble at the wide receiver department. Now, you look at the offensive line, now that they potentially might be out with Robert Hainsey, okay, that's a bigger problem because they're already. I mean, they did bring in Shaq Mason, and they have right, Tristan so Wirfs. I like the right argue, side. They arguably upgraded right guard despite the loss there. Right, right, arguably, the right guard, but right side's better. But. The right side is better. <laughs> it's the center over that I'm a little worried about. Yeah. Now, Donovan Smith on the left was good last year, so you're. I mean, you feel pretty confident about that. But it's that interior of the left side that I, I, I would, I have a little bit of concern about. And three new starters in general, even even for as good as Shaq Mason is, he's a new player. So can Luke that, can Luke Gadecki play in year one? Because he might have to at this point. He's probably going to have to when it's all said and done. I know they they seem to like Stinney a little bit, but uh, I'd be he's, surprised he's if Gadecki didn't end up as the starting left guard Stinney. on our lads. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So how about a little Cleveland Browns orange? So I can guess. I, you threw a curveball to me. Can I throw a curveball to you? Please do. Okay, I love these. I'm going to put this color up. And Carolina Panthers. Yeah, because I want to talk about the depth chart that got released today for the Carolina Panthers since we're talking about depth charts Bo here on the show. Bozo Energy, co-starters at quarterback. Co-starters at quarterback, and then he doesn't look at his starting left tackle. It's Brady Christensen. It's not It's not the number six overall not pick. Not the number six overall pick. Who's a freak and is amazing. I've had a chance to meet the man. He's awesome. Like, what are we doing? He's 
he's he's got to be doing this on purpose at this point, right? Like he's got to just be leaning into the fact that everybody thinks he's weird, so he's just doing weird stuff. Like I don't know how you look at this in its entirety. Just we we had people at camp last week. They called it a college camp feel. In the NFL, he's running a college camp. They're actively trying to talk about trading Sam Darnold, yet they're giving him reps with the ones. If you think he's good enough to get reps with the ones, why are you talking about trading him? Chris. What are we doing? Chris, Matt Rule, YouTube video from a press conference on December 8th, asked about then-rookie Brady Christensen. He's a better fit at guard. No, oh, starting left tackle. Got to have him out he there. He called him a guard eight months ago. No, he changed his mind. And, and, then, and then they had the the lamentation at uh, in March 3rd with a quote, uh, looking back, maybe we should have played him a little bit more at left tackle. So you wasted all last year when you didn't have a left tackle, not playing him at left tackle because you called him a guard. And then you get to March to the start of the season, the offseason, and you say, eh, maybe you should have played tackle. And then you spend the sixth overall pick on a left tackle to play the guy that was a guard last year and left tackle. tackle instead. So is, so is Zicky not playing? Like, what are we doing here? And I went on a huge rant on Monday, the TDN Football Show, about this. This team's not that far off. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr. is your wide receivers. You have Christian McCaffrey. Ian Thomas and Tommy Treble are decent options at tight end. On defense, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, your secondary, Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, CJ Henderson, JC Horn. They can play. They have talent. They just have a bozo of a coach who can't get out of his own way. What's the definition of insanity? Uh, it would be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That would be the... Oh, okay. Well, here, let me let me give you the full quote okay. that Rule said in March about not about Brady Christensen and maybe we should have played him. So in December... And bear in mind... So wait, so in December... Well, all year last year... It so was, not a tackle. All year last year was he was a guard because Got he doesn't have long enough arms. Got it. And then in March, this is the quote that he said... And bear in mind that they've now taken a left tackle at number six overall who is currently not slated to play. And bear in mind, the quote is this. I thought he wait, this being Brady Christensen, thought he wait, played well at the end of the year. Looking back, maybe should have played him a little more. There's always that thought process of playing a guy too early at the position. But I think when you go back and look, he really grew at the end of the season. Had we played him more, he might have grown a little faster. So why are we talking about not playing Iki Iquanu when you just did this with Brady Christensen. Just take the guy who you thought was a guard and play him at guard and play your sixth overall pick at left tackle because you just got done saying, hey, in hindsight, you got to play to get better. So we're going to leave him on the bench. I, 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 you know I what? Can't. You know what? I'll put him up here. I'll put the I'll put the color just, up here. We're, Kareem Hunt, they'll figure it out. We, we got to go. They'll they'll figure I it out. I, just, I, can't, my, I need a minute. I can't move on from this. I need a minute. I can't. All right. Well, yeah, we're we're done. All right. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, the Draft Dudes Podcast. We appreciate everybody who carved time out of your day to listen to the show. Thanks for friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Make it a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.